Welcome to the Hyphenated Nation, the show that explores how our identities shape the way we see the world and experience life. I am your host, Hannah Lin, and I am a 1.5 generation Chinese Canadian. On this week's episode, I chat with Amanda Wan, who is a 23-year-old content creator and serial entrepreneur from Montreal, Canada. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Amanda Wan today, who is a 23-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada. She's currently pursuing a degree in communications and cultural studies at Concordia University. She's created lifestyle content for YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, and have been, has been creating since 2015. She is a host and a, owns a podcast called Behind the Girl Boss that highlights the accomplishments of women who are dominating in their respective businesses. She's also a founder of One Candles, a hand-poured candle company based in Montreal, Canada. So Amanda, tell us what is your hyphenation and what is something you would like us to know about you? Yeah, so my name is Amanda, like you said. Um, I am Chinese, Filipino, Spanish, Italian, and French. So a very big mix up in there. Um, I'm also very open about like my sexuality. So I'm bisexual. Um, I live in Canada, like you had mentioned, and my pronouns are she, her. Very nice to meet you. I feel like I've been following you here and there, and I don't really know you personally, so I'm really Mm -hmm. privileged to have you on the show. I know you have a lot of ventures going on, and I just want to get your personal take on what it's like being um, you and doing everything that you're doing. For example, what is it like being mixed race and mixed cultured and while being bisexual? Yeah, so growing up, I went to like a predominantly white school. Um, So like growing up, I was like, I never fit in. Like these people look so different from me and like, sad like in a sad way like I grew up like hating who I was and hating my ethnicity and being Asian I just like I was like I'm so different I hate this and now I've learned to embrace it and like I love my culture and everything and it's fun to like open up your eyes and like see the different things within your own culture because when I was younger like I never did that because I was always like I wish I was someone else um and growing up bisexual um so I went to an all-girls Catholic high school which was something else yeah. in itself. Um, so I never really came out there. Um, I came out like at the end of my high school experience because I was like, I don't want to come out here because at my school is very taboo to like be anything but straight because everyone just assumed like, oh, you're at an all girls school. Like you like all of us, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, growing up, it's been, it was really interesting. It took a lot of learning and a lot of, I think like, the way that I grew up really strengthened me and like made me who I am today. And if I didn't go through all those challenges in elementary school and high school, I don't think I'd be half the person I am today. Um, Thank you so much for sharing like your experience about going to high school. Um, Myself, like I'm straight, I identify as straight, but I can Mm -hmm. see how being somewhere like, um, for example, a school or a church environment where it's predominantly what is being taught, it does not align with myself. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's more conflicting than it should be. Um, so yeah, glad that you're able to go through that experience and come up, come out of it being stronger than um, before. So what would you say would be three things that you celebrate culturally from the various backgrounds that you hold as a person? Okay, um, so I've celebrated, like you mean like holidays and stuff? holidays uh family traditions what's important to you yeah any symbolism like anything like that okay 
So growing up, I don't, I haven't been to one in a while because of COVID and everything, but I would always go to like Chinese New Year um, dinners with my grandmother um, because she was very like, let's go. So I would do that. (laughs) Um, On my Italian side, Christmas is like the biggest, biggest holiday for us. Like you see so many family members, there's so much food and it's just like, I like Christmas because, you know, gifts are fun, but I feel like I like the food and like seeing all my family like the most um I don't know a third one those are like the two that like I can think of the top of my head okay what about one thing that you would do moving forward with your future family whatever that looks like or your friends what would be like one thing that either you amalgamate or create that is like of you I think I really so a lot of people do friendsgivings um and I feel like I've never done one before and I feel like once I move out and like establish like a lifestyle I guess I don't know yeah. <laughs> oh and I don't live in my house like my parents anymore um I would love to like host friendsgivings like every year I feel like I would want that to be like a staple part of like me and my friend group love that yeah I still remember those times where I feel like in university it was like the best time because everybody lives proximity wise like walking distance to everyone mm-hmm. else um but now that um, out of that phase, I feel like I miss the yearly tradition where we meet every Christmas time. Usually it's Christmas time because after exams, people are not really doing much. Yeah. <laughs> and we would sit around and play games and exchange gifts and just have a really fun time. And I will say, honestly, I haven't had an um, opportunity to do that every year after that because friend groups kind of split. And then I have mm-hmm. like work friends, friends from other groups, and it's just harder to kind of coordinate things together so yeah um yeah definitely for you there definitely that's something that I try to do with my friends and I always feel so special being a part of that (laughs) okay I would love to move into some of the projects you're working on um you have multiple channels that you were passionate about and working to advance your messaging Mm -hmm. and your brand so I want to hear about the multiple businesses and projects you have going on Yes. So I have a YouTube channel. Um, I have two podcasts right now. um, And I also have a candle business. Um, I feel like I always forget one thing. And I always remember it like at the end. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I have a YouTube channel. So my YouTube channel I've had for the longest. So I've had it since 2015. And I've went through like waves on my channel of like branding and like what I wanted to post. So I started off more like comedy things and then I Mm. switched into LGBT plus um, topics. And then I now I switched to um, lifestyle, college and entrepreneurship, which has been like the most like stable, consistent one that I've been working on building and everything. Um, Everyone asks me like, oh, why did you stop posting like LGBT plus like content? And there's like a few reasons. The first one is I don't do YouTube for money, but at the end of the day, like one day I would love to like be a full-time like content creator. And um, the problem with YouTube is anything that has like LGBT plus in it doesn't get monetized because it's not seen as advertiser friendly. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. So talking about exclusivity or lack of inclusiveness. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I have a video, like it's really like hardly monetized. Like one of my videos has a hundred K views. And I think I made on that like less than $20, which is like, wow, compared to like people who would post like example, if I posted a lifestyle video and I got that, you'd get at least like over $500. So 500 versus 20 is like not equivalent at all. And it sucks. And like, I've been trying to talk to YouTube about it, but they don't really care, um, which sucks. 
and that there's so many so yeah there's so many creators that like have their channel solely on that and they have to rely heavily on like sponsorships rather than the actual platform mm-hmm. that they post on because everything's like not advertiser friendly according to who knows I don't know who decided that yeah. um so yeah I kind of changed my content because of that and also I wanted I didn't want to be known as Amanda the girl who posts LGBT plus content because I there's like so much more to me that I wanted to like explore and I felt like if I only posted that I'd be kind of like subjected to only posting that so I was like let me branch out and at the end of the day you can always like talk about various topics within videos so that's like what my YouTube channel is about then I have two podcasts um I have one called behind the girl boss which is the one I started I think almost two years ago um now uh I started it because I love to talk about business and entrepreneurship and at first I was like, oh, like, let me start a second YouTube channel to talk about all that. And then I was like, yeah, hey, you don't have time to do that because like YouTube videos are a little more work than podcasts because it's like video. You have to time, find time to like film it. And like, it's like more expensive, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, let me do a podcast. It sounds fun. And then I started talking and like having guests on and it's been really fun. Um, I only interview women because I want to like give like a spotlight to women because I feel like women in business especially don't get enough um credit so my podcast is only women guests and then I have a second podcast that I just started not long ago with my friend um and it's a pop culture podcast called the Zle- mm. the Zillennial Girl Talk and then I have a candle Ooh. business <laughs> <laughs> you have so yeah, many things so, going on that's um yeah, that's it in great. a nutshell yeah wow so impressive how do you manage your time with all of these projects um on your plate i'm just curious you know taking your personal interest into a business and into something that could potentially be um obviously like revenue generating but also mm-hmm. not <laughs> yeah um so at first i was like okay like i can't monetize everything i like to do because at the end of the at the end of the day i won't have things that i just enjoy doing that doesn't like that don't need to be done for money wise or things like that. Um, so there's like a pro and a con, I guess the pro would be, I love doing everything I do because it's my personal interest and it's fun for me. So I enjoy doing all these things. So like when I'm doing like YouTube, for example, or podcasts or like making candles, like I don't think of it as, Oh, like I have to do this because it's my job type of vibe. It's like, Oh, I like to do this. And yeah, I make money off of it. So that's like the pro the con would be that, I've left some things in my personal life um, that I just like to do without getting any like, anything from it. Because at the end of the day, if you do every single thing you like and make money from it, you won't have anything that you do just for fun at the end, like in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And I'm just curious if you're having multiple ways of showing up like showing who you are as a content creator and showing who you are as a person how do you set boundaries in terms of oh i'm not going to show this part of my life um how do you go about doing that and are there any boundaries that you're like no i'm not going to cross that um so i'm a pretty open book (laughs) um Mm -hmm. as you can see like i also talk about mental health on my youtube and everything so there's nothing that i don't really show the only thing i don't show much of is like where I live just because I, people are creepy on the internet and I've heard <laughs> stories yep. um, and I don't show too much of my family my friends that aren't on like YouTube and stuff just because I want to respect like their own privacy um, like I show my boyfriend sometimes too because he does like twitch create like content stuff so he's kind of like 
knows like the world of like content creation but i also don't want to be like holding a camera in his face 24 right. 7 um so i think like the most thing that i don't show is like the people around me that aren't on youtube just to protect or like maintain their own privacy mm-hmm. yeah that's fair i think something from my conversation with you so far is that you are a person who is not afraid of change you have definitely shown that through your youtube channel um from 2015 till this point what are you hoping to get to when you're say 30 years old? What do you think your content will look like then? Have you like thought um, that far yet? <laughs> I have, I'm a very big planner and I always like to yeah. set goals for myself. Um, so when I'm 30, that gives me seven years. So I have some time. You count backwards, yeah, like- <laughs> that's how I do it too. Yeah. Um, I would love to like be fully self-employed. Um, I would love to have my own uh, creative agency like doing social media management, video editing, podcast editing. I already semi-started it, but it's not my full-blown, like, full-time job. And that's, like, really what I'd want to do. So with my content-wise, I would love to keep doing, like, blogs and stuff like that, but also incorporate more entrepreneurship content on my channel. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm looking forward to see the growth that you'll have in the next five, seven years. Yeah. Um, Okay, talking about entrepreneurship... And talking about women, especially where people who identify as female, why do you think there's a lack of voice and people showing up in that space? Um, I think it's still like a taboo subject and people are kind of scared to talk about it, which I don't know why. Um, and I feel like, I don't know. I wish I, I yeah. wish I knew why, but I feel like like entrep- like business, the whole business field and marketing field is very like, a men's world or man's world I don't know like a man's Mm. world and whenever you think of like finance or like things like that it's always like men and I just feel like I don't know I I I don't know but I think it like needs to change but I think that people are still kind of like oh women should go in this direction men should go in this direction and although it's changing I don't think we're there yet yeah Yeah, I think we're at a stage where we're having conversations about it and we're questioning it. Mm -hmm. Why do we feel like certain roles have to be occupied by men versus women? Yeah. Um, And also there's ageism too, like young men versus older women, things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And, but I think, yes, people are still uncomfortable with the fact that there needs to be change um, Mm -hmm. that has to happen in, in order for us to include more voices in finance, in business. And it's not to say that we're trying to eliminate men, but we're trying to include women. Because I think the perspective that we bring is different and based on our upbringing, based on our values, based on where we're trying to go. I think it's valuable to have um, that voice inside, a, I guess, a career path or a field that is so dominant in and things that we maybe don't necessarily associate with women. So things yeah. like being aggressive, right? Being um, bossy, being persuasive, being creative. Um, I think some of the things, or independent, let's say, uh, mm-hmm. working on projects. And I think, unfortunately, um, our society hasn't come to a point where we accept that and we're not afraid of the fact that we can have girl bosses, we can have women yeah. bosses. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you said it well, like, people are just uncomfortable. And I think one day we'll get to the point where like, it's just normalized. And like, people don't see it as uncomfortable. But I don't think we're like 100% there yet. Yeah. So 
through all of your entrepreneurship ideas and businesses, what has been something that was like a biggest learning for you and takeaway for you so far? Um, I think the biggest thing is that sometimes I would go into projects and I wouldn't really plan to the full extent. I would think mm -hmm. about an idea. I would plan a bit then it'd be like, okay, I'm good. Like I can, I can start this now. And they, those ones failed. And the ones that I really thought out planned, like start to finish and didn't start it before I knew I was hundred percent ready have been succeeding so far. So I think just planning and also talking to like people that are doing what you want to do. I know not everyone is like open and like not everyone likes to share their resources and stuff, but there are people who are open to sharing. So I think like if, yeah. if you can have conversations with people that are doing what you want to do, that's really key. And that's something that I've learned along the way that like people are open to it. You just have to find the right people. That's really, I'm a planner. I'm a huge planner myself, but I also almost feel like I have ADHD sometimes where I'm oh. like, this is so exciting. I have to start it now. And I mm -hmm. go into it, like you said, like I'm prepared and I'm stuck with this thing that I then feel like I have to finish somehow to prove yeah. that I am committed. <laughs> and it's yeah, this no, complicated relationship. Yeah. Complicated relationship I have with my internal self. Me too. <laughs> um, I think so. To like to go in a little bit more about planning, how far do you in advance do you like to plan for some of the projects that you work on? Um, so for example, for my YouTube channel, I plan monthly just because mm -hmm. they are, do take longer sometimes videos, and like I want to have time to like film and edit and not rush it. Um, so like for YouTube, I plan monthly. For podcasting, I plan every two weeks um, because I do have guests on, so I like pitch to guess and then hopefully they answer me and then we like yeah. find time in our schedule to like work it out um and then for like candles I'm very bad at that that's one of the things <laughs> that I don't plan properly like I was supposed to have a launch this morning and last night because I'm, I'm a procrastinator last night I found out I ordered the wrong labels so now oh, the no. new labels are coming today yeah um so it's still gonna launch today but just later at night so like that's nice. the type of things that like I plan but sometimes I don't get it right um but I like to plan a lot more in advance because I am a procrastinator so if I plan a lot of in advance like I give myself time to like move things around too yeah yeah that's good to um know and so for all of our listeners who is listening right now by the time this episode comes out the candles will be yes and available <laughs> hopefully. So, <laughs> so please yes. go check that out yeah okay so last segment of this podcast i have three lightning round questions for you are you ready yes this is fun okay. i have this on my own podcast and i never get to like oh, do, do them <gasps> yeah okay okay fun 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 okay first one is what is your favorite scent for candles in the fall Ooh, okay. Um, I love marshmallow or Ooh. I also like, I like pumpkin cinnamon. I don't like cinnamon or pumpkin, like the taste of them, but I like the mm. smell of them. So yeah, yeah sounds very <laughs> fall vibes by the fire, all of that yes. good stuff. Yes. Okay. Second question is what is one song that would get you on your feet dancing? Ooh, um, okay. This is going to be so embarrassing. Anything by Justin Bieber. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like, I don't have a specific song, but any song that has a beat from him, like, I'll nice. be up. 
I'm I'm so happy that you're owning it. Like, who cares? This is my vibe, right? <laughs> okay, last question is, since we've been talking about girl boss and girl women this whole podcast throughout, I wanted to end on this note of asking you, who are your ultimate girl boss inspirations? Um, okay, so I love Natalie Barbu. I don't know if you know who she is, but she's so she's a so she started off as a YouTuber a few years Mm -hmm. ago and she built her platform on YouTube and now she's in the process of opening up her own, I guess it would be called agency. I don't really know what the term for it is, but she like built herself up to that point where she can like open a full-blown startup agency. And that's really inspiring to me because that's kind of like the route that I want to go. Yeah. Um, so I love her and Shay Mitchell. I don't know if you know Shay Mitchell. Yeah. She, yeah. Um, so I always get ads for her, her bags on Instagram. I don't know oh why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love yeah. her. Um and she's also from Canada. So yeah, those would be like my two right now. And also Remy Ashton. Love Remy. Mm. Did you have her on your podcast or I saw her like in tech? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was, I was, I swear I've never been so nervous to talk to someone until that day. Yeah. But she was like, after five minutes, I was like, okay, I'm good. Like she was like, she like, I don't know when I have like bigger people on, I'm always like, okay, like they're better than me, even though I shouldn't think that way. But like, that's like where my mind goes. I'm like, what if they like think I'm bad because they have like this full-blown podcast that has like millions of listeners and she literally was the most down-to-earth person and sweet I felt like so much better after that's so great I'm so glad that you're able to have her on the show I would be super intimidated by anyone who's at that scale (laughs) (laughs) okay well thank you so much Amanda for joining me on this episode I'll leave your information in the description notes thank you so much for having me it was so much fun I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave a review about your favorite topic discussed today. If you would like to get involved in future episodes, let's get connected.